So welcome back. Uh, this is Told You and you're listening to the Well Actually podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. So with this episode, I'm not going to talk about how long it is or how good it's going to be. Uh, we're just going to try something a little different in some parts and then you'll let me know how it feels. Uh, anyway, don't forget to subscribe to the Well Actually podcast on your various streaming platforms so you can receive it as soon as I release it. Uh, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also make sure to leave a review and a rating. Only five star. Uh, anything else, just keep that to yourself, you hear me? Alright, so let's get to the news and notes. So as we've been following it since it premiered, uh, Avengers Endgame became the highest grossing movie in terms of worldwide gross, surpassing Avatar. And I was even shocked to realize that Avatar had held that record for 10 years. And now I can finally stop talking about Endgame because every time Endgame, Endgame, I start to feel like one of those super fanboys that just couldn't talk about anything else. But uh, it was just something about how Marvel and Disney with their backing were doing everything they could to finally get this record. And with the re-release and leaving it in theaters for so long and I and adding like additional content they finally got what they wanted and hopefully this will be the last time i actually bring that movie up and then sticking with the whole superhero theme uh, at san diego comic-con which is essentially like a super pilgrimage for nerds and folks that like to get all dressed up in like the superhero comic book fantasy world uh marvel made some major announcements including like the departure of some major cast members at the end of phase three and like with their movies and all that and phase three ended with endgame and spider-man far from home now i'm not going to mention which stars in case there's someone who's been hiding under a rock who hasn't still seen infinity war endgame but there are some actors who are getting phased out who are no longer going to be part of the marvel cinematic universe and marvel's also announcing plans for the upcoming phase four and that includes like new movie franchises like Black Widow is getting uh, a solo movie, The Eternals, which will feature Angelina Jolie and uh, Richard Madden, who was in The Bodyguard and of course Game of Thrones. And which was one of the surprises of the night was Mahershala Ali is going to uh, star as Blade, which was just, I guess, one of the final things that they announced. And since that announcement, Jordan Peele has come out and said that, unfortunately, he will not be directing the Blade movie, but he will be enjoying it as a fan whenever it does come out. And part of the announcement, again, was uh, some sequels to old favorites, like a new Thor movie, where Tessa Thompson is going to be the first openly LGBT hero. Uh, There's going to be a sequel to Doctor Strange, as well as Black Panther. And it's going to be the first time Ryan Coogler is directing a sequel. He... Previously had mentioned that he had no interest in doing sequels. That's why he wasn't uh, the director of Creed 2. And then there are also going to be TV shows as part of this phase four. A lot of them linking into some movies in the universe. And most likely they're going to be on the Disney Plus platform. That's something we mentioned on an earlier podcast. Where Disney is releasing their own alternative to Netflix and Hulu. All right, now, so for more Disney content, we're going to talk about The Lion King. And with all the talk about, like, terrible voice acting and unrealistic-looking talking lines, like, what exactly does a real talking line look like to some of you? You know, I'm not even going to bother. 
the movie opened with 191 million dollars that was the opening weekend and i'm not sure what deserves more credit nostalgia or beyonce or a weird combination of the two and just just as an aside i like how my phone just auto corrects the ami on beyonce like it just does it automatically and a shocking thing about this is about 50 percent of the audience was over the age of 25 years old so like even though technically it was a kids movie it wasn't just for kids and i guess it was for people who were kids when the original came out and now they finally have their own money to see it whenever they want and to put the 191 million in more perspective is the biggest opening weekend in july ever beating out the final harry potter movie uh, it's also the biggest opening for a pg movie ever beating out the incredibles 2 and the one that was even like more like more surprising to me it's the seventh highest disney opening ever and the only ones ahead of it are uh, some of the avengers movies the two star wars movies and black panther that's it finish and another part is it's probably going to surpass the total of the original by next week and that one was in theaters for 35 weeks literally it was in theaters for that long but don't get me wrong this isn't like some statement on quality of the movies or whatever but it's more of a shift in like movie viewing habits but i'm not going to get too deep in that that's that's for a topic for another day but anyway the fact still remains that this movie has already been a monster hit and while we're on the Lion King topic, the unofficial soundtrack, which was executive produced by Beyonce, has been in wild rotation for about a week now. And it was like the biggest group jizz among Africans, uh, Nigerians especially. And there was enough pride to go around. You know, everybody was feeling the feeling the love about Afrobeat being like exposed to the world on such a really big stage. And I admit like it was it was a really big it was a really beautiful thing to see and but you know we can't have nice things so while we're celebrating the people that were on the album and you know the jokes are going to fly about the people who didn't make it namely David and I mean I get it like when someone of his stature isn't included and for the record his stature is undeniable it's going to raise some eyebrows but the part where the celebration turned into controversy and controversy might be a bit of a stretch but bear with me there's a a song that was supposed to be super uplifting brown skin girl performed by beyonce whiskey and blue ivy yeah blue ivy got her little you know writing credit going on there and the song kind of got hijacked and all lives mattered and uh it was laughable to the point that it was laughable to the point that some yellow babes and even those of the Caucasus region were doing their own version claiming the song was for them as well. I mean, that's like me trying to say the song was for me too. Like, ridiculous, right? But it's like some people can't stand to see other people celebrate, even if it's at zero expense to them. Like, you, all you had to do was just sing and, and nod your head and enjoy it. Like, why did you have to recenter yourself with, around that conversation? And I mean... <laughs> It, it's kind of hard to mistake who Beyonce was talking about with lyrics like this. Posed like a trophy when Naomi walks in. She need an Oscar for that pretty dark skin. Pretty like Lupita when the cameras close in. Drip broke the levee when my Kellys roll in. 
like there's no equivocation there there's no like was she talking about me was she not no she specifically mentioned some chocolate and dark skin sisters there so you know exactly who she was referring to who she was trying to uplift who she was trying to shed some light on who she was just trying to celebrate but yet we have some covers the covers which sucked by the way trying to you know steal some shine i don't get it i don't understand it and i mean if you really have a problem with other people like being celebrated i bet you're the type of person who goes to someone else's birthday party and you demand to cut the cake like do you do you see how stupid that sounds but you know to everybody their own and i i you know just keep recording your covers and and let's see how the internet reacts to them anyway so back to celebration uh this seems to like continue a hot streak for burner boy who recently performed on jimmy kimmel and his uh, african giant album is coming out this friday and man i saw the track list and the features look fire like it's got georgia smith jeremiah sarani damian marley angeli kijo future yg and more i mean damn so this is already the album that has like five what we would call singles on it already and who knows what the next one is going to be i want to i like really trying to figure out what they're going to sound like and what's going to be the next big hit off of this album but i'm really looking forward to it and i know some people have been like rocking with burner boy since 2012 maybe even uh before that and you know this is just like his coming out party in terms of to the rest of the world uh, because i know some people are just gonna be like oh yeah we were there first i get just let everybody enjoy what like this success and this and let's see what's going to happen here so anyway we're going to take a quick break here and they'll be right back it's just a public service announcement sponsored by just blaze and the good folks at rockefeller records It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music man's number one supplier. In a piece of paper bearing my name Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain That's right, ho, ho Not D-O-C, but similar to them letters No one could do it better I check chatter like a food inspector My homie Strick told me, dude, finish your breakfast So that's what I'ma do Take you back to the dude with the Lexus Fast forward the jewels and the necklace Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect us Shoot at you actors like movie directors <laughs> Say the movie, dogs. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. So, when I said this episode was going to be a little different, I wanted to use it as a way to get in touch with myself. Not, not, it's not the masturbation episode that's coming up next month. What I wanted to do was give a little insight and share some of my experiences, some funny, some sad, mostly weird. And they kind of show what like shapes my ideas or how I've come to a lot of my decisions. And maybe they're just totally unrelated. I don't know. You'll be the judge. So in case it isn't already like abundantly clear from the music or the green and white logo or my accent, I'm Nigerian. No, Nigerian-American. You know, not Nigerian enough for some, not American enough for others. Right in that little sweet spot where everyone gets to take shots at you. Yeah, fun times. So 
this is probably going to be like a bit of a mini biography so even those of you who already know me might learn a few new things we'll see so if you've ever heard me speak about nigeria it's probably not with glowing reviews two out of ten would not recommend but let me explain why so my intro to nigeria was built on well the only way to put it is uh was built on deceit and we basically got to go back to the beginning uh it's a story i'm sure a lot of nigerians living abroad can relate to where they basically use nigeria as a boogeyman where your parents tell you like if you're bad you're getting sent there so they're trying to get you to act right and well i i guess i didn't act right but seriously how bad could i have been at the age of six actually you know what don't don't answer that don't let's just forget i asked that but do you know what it's like getting uprooted when you should be watching double dare or wild and crazy kids or legend of the hidden temple i mean i'm i'm getting kind of i'm getting kind of emotional just thinking about it right now but let me get back to where the deception actually came in so mom she was like okay let's go to Nigeria for summer vacation and at this point i'm giving like a major side eye like you've been threatening me with this place and all of a sudden i'm supposed to go there for vacation like what's next guantanamo bay and she's like no nah, you can't even pack as many toys as you want all your power rangers all of them and in hindsight that probably should have been a major hint but again i was six anyway we get to Nigeria, and i'm trying to make the best of it even though like nepa and mosquitoes are giving me a warm welcome emphasis on warm so my earliest memory was asking for soda and they gave me a freaking club soda like seriously who, who gives that to a six-year-old like what am i trying to make a damn cocktail so at some point during my vacation uh and vacation in quotes my mom says my passport has expired and she needs to bring it back to the u.s to get it renewed so in hindsight that should have been strike two but then this is where the deceit goes into overtime she's like since you're going to be here for a while just start school so you won't be bored and so now at this point i finally put two and two together and i got five because one thing was missing and but it was already too late and next thing i'm starting primary school and it was so bad i didn't wear a uniform <laughs> as a form of protest like I, I legit went through all the stages of grief the bargaining part was me getting to come back to the states every christmas and summer well that's basically how i started a nine-year bid in Nigeria. we were based in ibadan this whole time but there came a time when my dad was like traveling a lot for work and of course my mom was back in america so it was just me and my auntie in the family house and there was a period where i legit ate amala and beggary for 30 days straight just amala and beggary i was i was basically vegan because no meats no chicken i know ij is gonna have a few day with this so for the uninitiated i don't even know how to explain this meal to you but if you have a nigerian friend ask him what's up because i think that's why even the smell of it right now makes me want to throw up like but just when i thought like the hard knock life was over i was introduced to the concept of boarding school <laughs> shout out to isi though class of well you don't need to worry about all that uh, at the time, it sounded like a punishment within a punishment, like like Inception, basically. And I thought I was going to get out on good behavior. But meanwhile, they were transferring me to a maximum security facility. And uh, I know some of the Nigerians listening are probably like, oh, you went to a Jebota school. Why are you complaining? 
and to that i say please don't stain my whites okay but i'm not exaggerating when i say it was like juvie okay juvie with homework like just just think about that for a second and that's also where i was introduced to madame coin coin and bush babies which were the basically the equivalent to campfire stories but they felt very very real like you would look every time you looked out your window at night you you would swear you saw one or a couple and you know i'm not even, i'm not even gonna try and relive any of that right now anyway I, I won't front though like other than having to carry your bucket all the way from water walks so that you could have water to shower or getting robbed when you're trying to sneak back on campus after you went out to a party it wasn't all bad i mean and those events built character but i also haven't stepped foot back in the since i graduated oh wait oh my goodness so i i don't know i maybe i like suppressed this memory or whatever but it it sometimes gets brought up sometimes when my mom is trying to embarrass me or something and she has incredible memory meanwhile i have the memory of a goldfish so <laughs> apparently there was a time where i had a pet goat like that's like i guess that was when i first got there and it was one of those situations where <laughs> Like I actually gave the goat a name, and the name of the goat was Alex. I don't know why or whatever. So, again, I was six. Like, I, don't ask, don't ask a lot of questions, please. And of course, they know what's up with the goat. I didn't. And of course, one thing led to another, and a celebration was about to occur. And long story short, we had roasted Alex for lunch and dinner and whatever. And <laughs> I went out to look for Alex and like apparently I started throwing a fit and they had to go get another Alex because I wasn't having it that we had just eaten my pet but then after a while they were just like okay we can't keep recycling this thing we can't just keep buying more goats because this kid got attached to a damn goat so I got over it eventually and that was that was basically like my first experience with loss it's a very weird way uh to you know to establish that sort of uh precedence but yeah and maybe that's why i don't do pets now <laughs> i don't i don't know i'm just that's i'm only half joking there but yeah that that was something that just came to me while i was talking so then it's actual time for graduation or whatever so i graduate from secondary school high school or whatever and it's time to come back to america and once you know it uh i had another issue with my passport but i'm like you know what you fooled me with this before so like fool me once shame on you fool me you, you can't get fooled again i'm like no show me the passport let me see it but yeah there was some actual damage to my passport so i was stuck in that country for another three weeks even after graduation meanwhile i was just trying to get out of there like i i didn't want to be there anymore but you know what it eventually got taken care of and i was back in the states and i was just happy to be in america and it was just so good to be back and i was like no matter what i'm not going back you know what i'm going to be my best behavior blah 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 so while in america like i would stay with my mom and my grandmother you know had some very strong uh female role models and my dad was back in nigeria so 
like right after graduation, a couple months after graduation, my dad passed away. I, I didn't mean to bring like the the podcast down. Rest in the most peace. But yeah, so what happened after that? Like, I don't know if that's where like the whole formation of like my like feminist views came in, or maybe it's just common sense because like why wouldn't you be a feminist? But that's not what this podcast is about right now. But we will address that at some point. But anyway, uh, it got to a bit of uh, college and what decisions went into where I would go to college. Mother wanted me to, you know, do the whole biology pre-med. I was determined to do engineering. Three years later, I switched back to biology and yeah. So there was basically a, a thread of things where I essentially do not do things unless I absolutely have to so i don't bother myself with them until that's the case and apparently that's carried over into adulthood where it's like unless i absolutely have to do it then i won't do it which is what makes this whole podcast thing very strange for me because like this is not really a must or a necessity but just something i've chosen to do even though i'm not even much of a speaker in general so Again, a bit of like a bit of conflict there, but you know, we're making it work somehow. So yeah, that's just a little bit of background. Uh, I'm sure I'll be able to fill in some of the details when we have specific episodes, and maybe sometimes it'll just come out with the stories that we discuss as well. So we're gonna take a quick break here, and then we'll be right back. She says she really grew up poor like me Don't believe in nothing but the almighty Just a little jeans and a pure whitey She never dreamed forever be nobody wifey yeah. She wanna me not pretty but your heart is a myth Play you like a villain cause she caught in a way Tonight I am walking away Line to buy mine and I grind yeah, yeah. Tonight I might fall in love Depending on how you owe me I'm glad that I'm calming down no one come control me Keep dancing and call it love She fights it by falling slowly If ever you are in doubt Remember what mama told me Brown skin girl Your skin just like pearls Your back against the world I never tried you for anybody else a Brown skin girl Your skin just like pearls The best thing in all the world
so i didn't really have a wtf story of the week until i saw a well it was a proposal video and it might be fake i don't know but from where i was watching i can't remember seeing something so funny yet so sad at the same time and uh deep breath deep breath deep breath it <laughs> i mean the fact that he was just on his knee and all right so to make this really interactive i'm gonna try and run commentary on the video so he's on his knee and he's asking her and she's like at first i thought she was like like just awestruck and like you you don't mean it and then it becomes apparent that when she's shaking her head it's not disbelief it's no 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 meanwhile there's a camera crew and the guy holding the mic i guess he was the first to catch on because you can just see it in his face that he just he wants the ground to swallow him and no like this was like a professional camera crew and then there's like people around gathering with their phones trying to commemorate the occasion and she was not having it and to that i gotta say fellas the event itself should be a surprise but not the fact that you want to get married bruh like you should have had this conversation a couple times in fact like like uh, in fact like you should just send her like a random are you sure like out of nowhere no context nothing just are you sure because i don't if, like even the concept of a public proposal like it's just it's kind of weird to me because it's like you're you're kind of putting unnecessary pressure on her where she's like now she feels like she has to say yes no matter what and this young lady she just wasn't having it and she she wasn't gonna do it and anyone who knows me knows that i would rather swallow a jean jacket than do a public proposal in fact i'm not even sure i want a private proposal like if and a big if I decide to do the marriage thing like she'll just wake up with a ring on her finger and i'll just wait for a response one way or another in fact i'm putting it out there right now if you see me like planning a public proposal or in the middle of a public proposal just know that i'm under duress call the cops call jack bauer in fact even call my mom like because just know that something ain't right and y'all need to rescue me because that is and now that I'm saying this, I'm sure this will come back and bite me in the ass. But no, no, I'm putting my foot down. That is not happening. They'll, I, I just can't see myself doing it. But if you know your woman or your person, maybe the woman wants to propose to her guy and that's how they get down. I'm, you know, no judgment. Just. But anyway, if that's how you two want to display love, I wish you all the best, but this video i just watched is priceless i'm sure he doesn't think so and neither does she but again the fact that you want to marry her should not be a surprise just the time that you're proposing that's it so you know unless you want to keep providing us with this hilarious content then by all means go ahead and let it be a surprise to everybody but yeah, that's the end of this episode. And I want to thank you all for joining me. Uh, we're going to try and do this again every week. Uh, please subscribe to the Well Actually podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And, you know, please leave a review. 
only five star ratings because anything else just keep it keep it to your pocket we don't need that negativity over here and also i just found out that uh no rubber is coming back next week uh next wednesday and for anybody who was active on twitter back in the day or or anyone who's like in this podcasting or like online radio thing no rubber was a really big a really big deal to a lot of people and myself included and it's just really good to see that they're coming back even if it's just for maybe it's a one-time thing and it's a reunion show as i saw and i'm really looking forward to it so if that's something if you're not even familiar with it just go on twitter and just type in hashtag no rubber and scroll through all the porn that you're probably going to see but that's not what i'm talking about right now it's an online radio show and it's probably going to be on i think the giddy lounge uh app and i recommend like if you're into like nigerian content or nigerian american content this is something that you would probably enjoy as well anyway don't forget if you'd like to talk back to the show you can always reach us at the well actually pod on facebook and instagram and on twitter it's the wa pod we would love to hear back from you in terms of uh, comments suggestions or just feedback about the show or if you have suggestions on what you'd like us to talk about or if you'd like to be a guest on the show as well. Speaking of that, I have an announcement, but I'm just not quite ready to make it, but it's something you should be on the lookout for, and I'll have that announcement very, very soon. Again, uh, for the next episode. I will try to do this again next week. Uh, I'll talk to you soon.